Good evening. So, you know, Jesus turned the world upside down with 12 disciples. So, judging by how many we have, we can kind of flip it on its side, maybe. So, we'll do the best we can. All right, we are in uh, the Judges of Israel series. This is part two. Uh, and tonight we're going to look at Othniel. Othniel. Uh, we are studying the judges of Israel. We have a lot to learn in this study as we look at the men and women uh, or women that God chose to be the judges and leaders of his children. Um, I'm excited to look at all of these uh, men and women that God chose to be their leaders. I'm excited to see what I can learn through this series. Last week we started the series and we considered the idea of why Israel had judges uh, this week, we are starting to look at each of the judges individually. We can see who they are, and maybe we can learn a little bit about them. And hopefully, we can learn something along the way to help us in our walk with God and help us to better serve the Lord. These men and women that God chose to be judges can be influential to us if we allow it. They could influence us to do more and do better for the Lord. Uh, hopefully we can be more like these uh, men and, and the woman uh, that were chosen by God. They were choosable by God. Now, when uh, I was writing this, I instantly thought of when you go to the store and you want to pick out a watermelon. And maybe I think of that because my wife is always talking about watermelon. Uh, she eats about one watermelon a week. And uh, all by herself because none of the rest of us really like watermelon all that much. To me, it's like chewing like gritty, bitter water. And I'm like, why would I ever want to do that? It just, I don't know. She says it tastes sweet. I don't taste sweet. I just taste weird flavored water. Uh, but so I have no desire to eat watermelon. She loves watermelon. So she's always interested in trying to get the best watermelon, you know, because you've got a big thing there with like 100 watermelons in there. And one of them is going to taste good in there. And you're trying to find it. And there's all kinds of ways to do this. You pick it up and you knock on it. You listen to it. You shake it. There's there's so many things. We heard a really crazy one a few weeks ago about putting a piece of straw on top and it spins. And if it spins, then it's tasty. And if it doesn't spin, it's not tasty. Seems crazy to me. I have not wanted to try that in public yet. So, so don't know if that one works or not. Uh, but there's a bunch of watermelons. So if you would, think of us Christians as the watermelons. And God is the one going into the store and going to purchase a watermelon. And he's looking for the best one. So my thought is, would we be choosable by God? Would God look at us as a watermelon and say, that's the watermelon I want? Uh, so that was kind of my thought when going through this. Now, tonight we're going to be looking at Othniel, and first I want to look at who is Othniel? Who is Othniel? Now, to answer this question, we're going to do the best thing that anyone could do. We're going to look at what the Bible has to tell us about Othniel. Now, again, some of the judges have uh, quite a bit written about them. Some have multiple chapters written about them. Some have one or two verses uh, and that's it. So uh, we're going to, with each one of these, we're going to try to figure out as much as we can about what God has told us about these people. So we first we see what the Bible has to say about Othniel's family in Joshua chapter 15. 
So I'm throwing you off a little bit. We're not starting in Judges. We're going to Joshua, Joshua chapter 15, and we're going to start in verse 15. Joshua 15, 15. And he went up thence to the inhabitants of Deber, and the name of Deber before was Kerjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kerjath Sefer and taketh it, to him will I give Aksa, my daughter, to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb, took it, and he gave him Aksa, his daughter, to wife. Um, so Othniel is the brother is the son, sorry, Othniel is the son of the brother of Caleb. So Caleb is Othniel's uncle. Uh, the phrase in verse 17, it says the brother of Caleb might throw uh, you off a little bit here uh, when you're trying to figure out who that phrase refers to. Uh, but we know that that uh, phrase is in reference to Kenaz and not Othniel. And we know that because uh, Joshua 15.15 says that we read here just a second ago, it says that the Othniel's father is Kenaz. And then we know in many places, but the one I picked is Numbers 13.6. It says, of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Uh, and there's many other verses that you could use. There's uh, about a dozen or so that say Caleb is the son of Jephunneh. Uh, so we know Jephunneh is the father of Caleb. So Caleb's father is Jephunneh. Othniel's father is Kenaz. So Othniel cannot be Caleb's younger brother um, because they have different fathers. So the phrase the brother of Caleb refers to Othniel's father, which is Kenaz, and that makes Othniel Caleb's nephew. So that was a lot of talking just to say he is his nephew. Uh, so moving forward, we know that Caleb is from the tribe of Judah. And again, there's many verses we could pick for this. I picked Numbers 34:19. It says, And the names of the men are these, of the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Again, we see his father there, but we also see that Judah, uh, Caleb is from the tribe of Judah. Again, there's many other places we could have went to to find that information. Now, if Caleb is from the tribe of Judah and Othniel is the nephew of Caleb, then we can know that Othniel is also from the tribe of Judah. So Othniel, the judge, the first judge, is from the tribe of Judah. Uh, we also see that Othniel is with Judah when they're taking the land in Judges chapter 1, which gives us more proof as to what tribe Othniel was from. Uh, Caleb, he was a great leader for his tribe. He was faithful to God, even when others were not. Uh, he, that is Caleb and Joshua, were the two spies that believed and had faith in God and in God's plan. When the ten others lacked faith, Caleb was a man of God and he led his family very well. Uh, Caleb would have been a great uncle for Othniel to look up to. And it seems that Othniel was influenced in a good way by Caleb. Caleb also uh, gave his daughter Aksa to Othniel to be his wife. She obviously uh, was from a good family, Caleb's family, which was a good family. And that's important and it's very helpful uh, in having a good relationship. Um, and we'll leave that there. It's not, we're not talking about husband and wife tonight. But uh, Aksa seemed to be in good favor with her father as well uh, because 
Uh, she asked for, we didn't read this part, but if you read a little bit further there in Joshua, uh, she would ask for um, a little bit more land than what she was given so that she could have some springs. And uh, he agrees to give it to her. Her father says, okay, you can have that. Um, either she was in good standing with her father and it was a reasonable request, or maybe she was spoiled. Who knows? Um, sometimes parents spoil children. Um, you know, if you ask our kids, they would say, you know, if you ask Harper, she'll say Marshall spoiled. If you ask Marshall, he'll say Harper spoiled. So I think we're probably shooting right down the line there if, if they're both saying that, um, you know, so uh, hopefully she wasn't spoiled. Hopefully it was just a good relationship there. Now we see that Othniel had a good family and this was helpful in Othniel growing up into a faithful man of God. Uh, we need to be the kind of family members that helps others become godly and faithful. Um, not to be distracted, but did I hit record back there? Okay, sorry. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> um, but, okay, so we know Othniel came from a good family. Uh, we know that um, he became a good family member and a godly man and faithful. And having a good family is very helpful in that. Uh, maybe also, uh, thinking about this from a different angle, maybe uh, being uh, the one leading the battle for God or being the one leading the, the church or leading spiritually, uh, maybe that isn't what you are called to do. Maybe you're the one called to raise the one who would be doing that. Uh, Caleb, he was the uncle to Othniel. Um, and you think of uh, Othniel's dad, Kenaz, he's barely in the Bible at all. He's only in there in reference to being the father of Othniel. But Othniel became a great judge for the children of Israel, and his dad must have had some kind of influence in his life as he was growing up. Uh, so maybe you won't be the one that's leading, but maybe you will be a great influence in the person that's going to lead. Uh, I think of my dad. He doesn't preach. He's not a preacher. He's not a pastor. Uh, he is very active in, in his church, though. Uh, he actually does preach about one time per year in the winter months. He uh, helps out and, and uh, you know, preaches about once a year, uh, which is pretty cool. I try to go up and hear him. Uh, but my dad, he doesn't preach, but his son does. I, I do. I, I preach. So my dad doesn't preach, but he raised a son who does. Uh, so sometimes we have the job of being an influence in one of the leaders or the next leaders uh, to come up for God. Uh, next, let's look at what the Bible has to say about Othniel's background in service for God. Uh, now, flipping forward to Judges chapter 1 and verse 10. Judges chapter 1, verse 10. It says, And Judah went against the Canaanites that dwell in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before was Kerjath Arba. And they slew Shishiah and Ahiman and Talmiah. And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Deber. And the name of Deber before was Kerjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kerjath Sefer, and taketh it to him will I give Aksa, my daughter, to wife, and Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. Now we see that Kenaz was the younger brother. Uh, he took it, that is, Othniel took it, and he gave him Aksa, his daughter, to wife. Uh, so Othniel, he knew what God's plan was in this area. 
for this time and for the children of Israel. Othniel knew that God wanted the children of Israel to take this whole land and to drive out all the inhabitants. And this includes the ones that are in their way right now, uh, the inhabitants of Deber. Uh, Othniel also knew that God told Judah, we read this last week in, I believe, verse 1 of chapter 1, uh, God told Judah to go first into battle. And that was his family. That was Othniel's family. So he knew he was called to go first. So Othniel knew what God wanted done. And he knew that his family was called on by God to do it. Then the opportunity came up. Caleb asked, who would go and take Deborah for God? So here is the opportunity to serve right here. Uh, this opportunity comes up. Othniel is there. So did Othniel go and run and hide in the back uh, and, and, and try to let other men step up first? No. Did Othniel get busy doing other stuff so that he couldn't go and do it? No. Uh, but this is uh, what we tend to do sometimes, though. Uh, when an opportunity comes up for us to serve, we tend to try to hide in the back. Uh, we tend to be too busy uh, to do it. We wait for someone else to step up and do it. This could be uh, an opportunity to serve the Lord. Maybe it's an opportunity to hold scripture verses on the side of the road on Wednesday. Uh, maybe it's opportunity to hand out VBS invitations uh, on Saturdays that we're going to do. Uh, this could be an opportunity to teach a lesson or a devotion. This could be an opportunity to help in the VBS program for the week. Uh, this could be an opportunity just to sing a hymn of praise to God during church service. Uh, but what do we do? We get these opportunities. We have opportunities, but what do we do? Sometimes we hide in the back. Sometimes we think that we're too busy. Uh, sometimes we stand during hymn singing and we're holding a book, but we're not singing. Uh, sometimes uh, the people don't even bother to move their mouth and fake it. I, I don't understand that. Um, sometimes I've been leading and I look out and there's just, you know, one or two people out there just staring right at you, not doing anything. And I'm thinking, this is our time to sing praise to God and you're just going to stand there. I mean, it, this is an opportunity to serve. Uh, we, are, we have many opportunities to serve God in this church. Uh, we literally could just start picking one of these opportunities and start serving God. And, and here is the work. Here is the opportunity to serve. We just have to step up and do it like Othniel did. Now, Caleb, he said, who will serve God? And then the very next verse tells us that Othniel took this opportunity and he served God. Now, the point is that when God was looking for someone to lead and judge his children, he purposely picked out a man that was already serving him. God had picked out a man that loved him and was faithful to him. Othniel had to be actively serving God to be chosen in this new position of being a judge. Uh, it only prepared Othniel for the next step in his life. It, it also proved to God that he was a faithful servant that God could actually use and God could uh, count on him showing up and doing it. And we need to be faithful where we are now so that God can use us in the next step of the plan. 
I've uh, always wanted to do more. I always thought, what else could I do? What, I want to do more. I want to do big things. Uh, even when I was a teenager in, in church, I thought, well, I want to I want to do something big. Let's go start a church or something, you know. And uh, I was kind of a crazy teen. Uh, but uh, I wanted to do big things. But God had me doing then what I was doing so that I can now do what God needs me to do now. Uh, we need to be faithful in what God has for us right now. So that when God says, hey, it's time, we're ready to do it. Uh, now, maybe you're thinking, I'm okay doing this thing right now that I'm doing, uh, but I don't want to step up to the next part of God's plan. Uh, when we came to this church, uh, we started uh, doing junior church and teaching in junior church. And I could have easily said, okay, this is easy. You know, I, I mean, working with kids is only so easy. But, uh, you know, this I don't have to stand in front of the adults and, and stuff. And, and kids are kind of fun. And uh, then the opportunity to preach comes along. And I can say, well, let me just stay where I'm at. I'm okay. Uh, it's, it's natural to feel comfortable where you are at. I get it. I'm like that. I like to be comfortable. I don't like change. I don't want to, you know, do too many new things all at once here. Uh, But we need to desire to be obedient to God's will more than we desire to be comfortable. Othniel, he was a servant of God and he was faithful to God. And that is why God chose him to be the first judge of Israel. Othniel came from a good family that influenced him to do right and do good. Even when he was all alone, uh, Caleb said, who will go and and serve and, and defeat this king for Israel, for God? And uh, we don't see there that there was a whole line of guys lined up to do this. We see Othniel went and did it. Uh, so Othniel very likely may have been on his own and standing up saying, I'll lead the charge. I'll go do this. Othniel proved he was a faithful servant of God all along. And God then chose him to be the first judge of Israel. So now let's look at how Othniel judged Israel, how he actually judged Israel. Uh, Flip ahead to Judges chapter 3 and verse 7. Judges chapter 3, starting in verse 7. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot the Lord their God, and served Balaam and the groves. Therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he sold them into the hand of Kersheth Rishathim, king of Mesopotamia. And the children of Israel served Kersheth Rithashim eight years. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer, to the children of Israel, who delivered them, even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. So let's take a look at how Othniel judged Israel. What was going on and how he chose to lead. Uh, first, I want to look at, uh, before we jump right in there, I want to look at what was going on right before Othniel stepped up to be judge. Now, we looked last week at what all happened to lead up to the judges. So I'll just recap that real quickly. Uh, We know that the time of the judges came after Israel was in Egypt for over 400 years. Uh, Then they were led out of Egypt, but they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Uh, Next, Joshua leads them into the promised land, and they start going to battle to take it. They defeat some of the inhabitants, and then Joshua dies. And it seems Israel's desire to take the land and drive out the inhabitants, it went down a little bit with Joshua's death. 
Uh, Before Joshua's death, God used him to tell Israel how the land would be divided among them. And they were all to drive out the remaining inhabitants of the land. So Israel disobeyed because they did not drive out the inhabitants. And they ended up serving the false gods of the people left in the land, and they disobeyed God. Uh, God then had to cast judgment on Israel because of that. And he allowed the remnants to persecute the, the, Israel, the children of Israel. This is what happened before Othniel comes into the picture. Uh, now let's see what's happening when Othniel accepts God's calling on his life. So let's look at what was going on when Othniel becomes judge. Uh, look again at Gen- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Judges 3, 7, and 8. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Again, this is happening during Othniel's day. And forgot the Lord their God and served Balaam in the groves. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Rithashim, king of Mesopotamia. And the children of Israel served Cushan Rithashim eight years. Uh, So, what was going on when Othniel becomes judge? What was Israel doing during this time leading up to the calling of Othniel? Well, Israel went to doing evil before God. Israel was doing evil before God. Israel forgot all about God. The verse says they forgot God. Uh, That's insane to me. They forgot God. Israel also served false gods. Now, they didn't just ignore God. They didn't just forget to worship God. It wasn't like they slept in on Sunday morning or or got busy. Uh, They also didn't just think these false gods over here are somewhat interesting. Let me check them out a little bit. The Bible says they actually served these false gods. Uh, We see that that rightfully angers God. And he allows Kersheth Rithashim, king of Mesopotamia, to rule over them. Israel served the one true God just a short time before this. They've seen the one true God do so many miracles and win so many battles for them. God took care of them and God protected them, but they decided to leave God. Now God can't protect them and they fall under the rule of this king of Mesopotamia. And they served this king for eight years. Now, that's a really long time to suffer. Anytime I get like a headache or a stomach ache and I think that it's going on forever and it's been like three days, but it feels like forever. This is eight years of suffering. That is a very long time to suffer, but it's also a very long time to be away from God. They were away from God all of that time. Uh, We see next that Israel finally comes to their senses and they cry to God for help. Look at Judges chapter 3, verse 9. It starts off there, And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. Uh, So they finally go to God for help. Uh, This is all of what was happening during the time and during the life of Othniel. He's seen all of these things happen. He was part of the suffering under this wicked king. Uh, This is what was happening during his time uh, when he was getting the calling to be judge. So now, how did Othniel judge once he accepted this calling? Uh, look at verse 9 again. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, and the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel, who delivered them, even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. 
And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel and went out to war. And the Lord delivered Cushan Rithashim, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand, and his hand prevailed against Cushan Rithashim, and the land had rest forty years. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. So the people, they ask for help. They go to God for help. And God chose Othniel to be the one to deliver them. Now, could you imagine the pressure in this situation? Uh, I used to love sports. Uh, The older I get, the less I really care about them. Um, But I used to love sports, and I played on a high school basketball team. Um, And we never really had one of those buzzer beater moments. Uh, We either won by, you know, a little bit, or we lost by a ton. So it was, there was never really very any close games. Uh, but, you know, you see on TV all the time where, you know, it's, it's the last shot, and, and everybody's like standing on, uh, you know, on, on edge there, and, and, and everybody's just nervous. And can you imagine the pressure in that situation? But could you imagine the pressure in this situation for Othniel? Othniel can see all of the persecution. He can see and he can feel the anguish of his own family. He could see all the people uh, as they cry out to God for someone to deliver them. And God says, okay, Othniel, I choose you. Could you imagine that pressure? Uh, Most people would probably come up with a bunch of excuses as fast as they could. I always think of Moses. I mean, he, he was a great leader for Israel. But even he said, oh, I don't know about this when God called on him. A lot of people would have probably came up with a bunch of excuses. Uh, But praise God that Othniel stayed obedient. And Othniel said, okay, God, and he went and served God. God was with Othniel all this time. Uh, Verse 10 says that the spirit of God was with Othniel. And this allowed Othniel to judge and to lead Israel properly. This also allowed Othniel to conquer Cushan Rithashim, king of Mesopotamia. Uh, after this, God blessed Othniel and Israel for 40 years of peace, uh, which was the rest of Othniel's life. Now, all of this was possible because Othniel had the spirit of God with him. Now, if you want to do or if I want to do anything great for God, then we need the Spirit of God, just like Othniel had. Uh, And this is only possible through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, Galatians 3.14 says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We can do anything that God wants us to do, no matter how inadequate we feel. Maybe how inadequate we actually are. I don't feel capable of doing some of the things that God uses me to do. It doesn't matter how nervous we get about something. None of that matters at all. We can do anything that God asks us to do through the Holy Spirit that dwells in God's children. Now, the last thing I want to consider uh, tonight is why God chose Othniel. Why God chose Othniel. And we talked about this real briefly earlier. Uh, He was proven before the time came. God chose Othniel because he was proven before the time came. Uh, We talked about all that Othniel was doing before he was judge. Uh, He was faithful to God and he served God in whatever way came up. He stepped up to serve God 
uh, in, in tough situations. He was a faithful servant to God well before the time for him to judge came. Othniel continued to prove that he was faithful to God and willing to serve him even after he was chosen to be judge. We have to be faithful in what we are doing now so that we can serve God tomorrow. If we don't stay faithful now, then we can't continue in the work of the Lord. Also, Othniel, he wasn't a rookie. Uh, Everything God required of Othniel to do, he already had experience in. Before he was called to be a judge and lead them in war, he had already led them in war. Othniel was chosen to defeat a nation and a king, and Othniel already had experience doing this when he defeated Deber. Uh, God prepares us for what he wants us to do. God can use anyone to serve him any way that he would like. Uh, God could take anybody and use them even if they have no experience. But more often than not, God chooses people that he has prepared for. Maybe they didn't even realize they were being prepared, but in some way God has prepared them for the task at hand. Uh, God does this by helping us accomplish the things in our life that he wants us to do now. Um, I I think again of my own life. Uh, I started uh, serving the Lord really around the age of 12 in junior church. I learned how to do a puppet. And I showed up uh, Sunday morning and they wanted me to do a puppet in junior church. And I went and it just seemed like every week they wanted me to keep doing it. So I just kept doing it. And then eventually I uh, did more in junior church. I started setting up chairs and and helping uh, in the classes and all that kind of stuff. I then uh, went on to be a substitute Sunday school teacher. When the other teachers couldn't be there, I would teach the class that Sunday. I eventually went on to be a master's club teacher on a weekly basis. Uh, I then went to college, and on occasion I preached in college. And now I'm preaching for God every single week. God prepared me each step of the way. If I was 12 years old and God said, okay, now I I need you to go preach every Sunday, it would have been a disaster. Now, if if God's hand was in it, it would have worked, uh, but I would not have been prepared. God prepared me each step of the way. Uh, He prepared me for the next step each time. I didn't just walk up the street and stand up here and start preaching. Also, God always looks for servants that are faithful to him. God never picks someone who's not faithful. Uh, Imagine if our pastor only came to church once a month and he's not faithful or he only shows up and preaches and leaves and and we never see him any other time. Uh, it, It would be a disaster. God uses people that are faithful to him. If we want to be used by God then we need to be faithful to God and faithful to serving him. And we need to remain faithful while serving. Uh, We need to look at Othniel and use his life as an example to us. And I hope that you remember this message for years to come. Not because I want you to remember me. Don't don't even remember me in your memory. Uh, I want you to remember what God has shown us through the life of Othniel. We need to remember to be faithful now so we can serve later. There's something God wants us to do down the road. And if we're not faithful now, we won't be able to do it later. Uh, We need to step up and serve when God is calling. God said he needed someone uh, to serve as judge and lead the people. And Othniel was there. He was uh, choosable by God to do it. 
We need to be choosable by God to do what God is calling us to do when God is calling. We also need to remember to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us in our service to God. Now, the main thing I got through this message, God speaks to me through these messages just like he speaks to you. And the main thing I got through this message was, would I be pickable? Would I be choosable? God was looking for a judge. God was looking for a leader for Israel. And he found a man. He found Othniel. If God was looking for someone to lead spiritually right now, would he find someone? Would I be choosable for God? If God was looking for someone to serve him in a specific area right now, would I be choosable? Have I chosen to be a faithful servant in all that God has already asked me to do? Have I said yes each time God has asked me to serve him? Would I be choosable? And would you be choosable also? Let's go to God in prayer.